0: Hi, I'm Sarah Schweig of the Center for Court Innovation, and today I'm speaking with Josie Hahn, the author of New Research about a special program that works with kids with mental illness who are involved in the juvenile justice system. The publication, Mental Health and Juvenile Justice, records the findings of an impact evaluation of Quest Futures. Thanks for speaking with me today, and welcome. Welcome. Thanks, Sarah. So, Quest Futures operates out of a community based alternative to detention program. Quest stands for Queens Engagement Strategies for Teens. So, this is in Queens, New York. And Quest Futures specifically works to engage kids with mental illness and their families in specialized services. So, now that this program, which was launched in 2008, has been in operation for about five years, maybe you can start off talking a little bit about the model, what the the goal of the program was and the structure, and then we can get to talking about the evaluation.
1: Absolutely. So Quest Futures program is so important. We know that youth in the juvenile justice system experience mental health illness at really high rates, up to 70 percent, and that's compared to 20 to 25 percent of youth in the general population. There is a huge need, and yet there are very few resources in the juvenile justice system. So juvenile detention and jail actually become the default, which is alarming. Here in New York, inquest was launched by the Center for Court Innovation, and it was in collaboration with a number of juvenile justice and mental health agencies. And the overarching goal is to reduce recidivism among youth in the juvenile justice system by addressing mental health needs. And there are a couple other key features. One is that they engage youth and families early on in the case, so pre-adjudication phase. Another is that really comprehensive individualized treatment plan that provides direct services on site and also a vast network of referrals. And then finally, the purpose of Quest Futures is to increase the capacity of the juvenile justice system to provide alternatives to detention, which is incredibly important.
0: Maybe give us an idea of what Quest Futures looks like.
1: So it's either through a judicial mandate, so the judge mandates the program, or a voluntary referral. So in our study, all of the Quest Futures youth come from Quest ATD referrals. Quest ATD serves youth with juvenile delinquency cases in the Queen's Family Court, and they are... Um, classified as moderate risk of reoffending or failure to appear in court. And they are deemed eligible for um, community supervision, and that can mean everything from curfew checks and school attendance monitoring to after-school programming and required services in the community. But in terms of Quest Futures, every single youth is given a diagnostic predictive scale, and that's a mental health instrument that screens for 18 different mental health disorders, mania, bipolar, um, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety. If they flag on the DPS and meet criteria for impairment, they are eligible to go to Quest Futures. So, there's an intake set up with Quest Futures staff and youth and families. There's a full biopsychosocial assessment, and this includes a psychiatric evaluation and then supplemental information from home visits and interviews with the youth support system. So, parent caregivers, other family members, teachers, etc. And then, based on all of that information, program staff are working with youth and families to build trust and collaborate on what works best to meet the needs of the youth. A feature of Quest Futures that's really impressive is how multidisciplinary its staff is, from the social workers, case managers, youth developers, and court liaison, a consulting psychiatrist, and the senior staff, of course, but then also how often they're communicating and working closely with the judge, the prosecuting, and defense attorneys and the community service providers.
0: There are many moving parts to this, so maybe you can talk a little bit about this evaluation. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the kind of data you collected and the process for that. Sure.
1: So there's very little research on juvenile diversions in general, and the results are mixed on recidivism, You know whether youth in these programs are doing better or not. And then there's even less on diversions for specialized um, programs like mental health. So in this study, we wanted to know how effective Quest Futures was meeting the needs of youth with mental health diagnoses in the juvenile justice system. And we did this by looking at the impact of Quest Futures on a number of outcomes. And I'll mention that we looked at recidivism. That's rearrested about one year after program start and about one year after program end. We looked at final case dispositions, so whether youth were released into the community or put in a detention facility and placement and then also the total detention days served after program enrollment, if they were, and if so, how how long. Um, and we looked at data for background information and outcomes for Quest Futures youth and also a comparison sample. It was 392 youth altogether. They were all flagged for some sort of mental health screen, and they were classified as mostly low to moderate risk, according to Um, A risk assessment instrument that we use in New York City. Um, So for the 131 youth in Quest Futures, they were compared to a similar group of 261 youth in three alternative to detention programs that are throughout New York City.
0: What were some of your findings And looking at, like, the group that did go through Quest Futures versus the, the sample that did not? So
1: overall, the sample was mostly male and Black or Latino, and the average age for both groups was between 14 and 15. They were eighth grade on average. And both actually had um, similar mental health screens. They were mania, post-traumatic stress disorder, and any substance abuse, so that's alcohol or any drug. Um, and this... Related to about a third or more kids in the sample flagging for these issues We use propensity score adjustment and that is a great technique to balance any differences between our quest futures and our comparison group so that they would be similar Um, We also ran a number of tests to make sure that what we were seeing was the true effect of the Quest Futures program. What we found was that Quest Futures youth are significantly less likely to commit felony offenses. It's actually about a 12% difference compared to their counterparts. And this is at about one year after program start. And this difference held uh, mostly for one year at program end. The significance was marginal, but the difference was still 10%. And so this was a really promising finding. It means that the goal of Quest Futures to reduce recidivism did occur. And then we also found that Quest Futures youth were actually less likely to receive a probation disposition um, when their case had closed, but they were more likely to receive other kinds of dispositions where they'd still be released into the community. So that's it was mostly adjournment and contemplation dismissal or conditional discharge. And then we also found that Quest Futures youth and their comparison group were equally likely to be detained after they were in program ATD enrollment. But when they were detained, Quest Futures youth were actually more likely to spend more days in detention, so about five more days, and that was a significant difference. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely not ideal and something we have to look at in terms of practicing and policy implications. A couple of the reasons might be that this might indicate a greater awareness of the judge and other court stakeholders um, in knowing about the complex mental health needs of youth, and so that contributes to longer detention stays because they might not have the appropriate care in the community, Um, it might show a potential supervision effect, and this means that closer monitoring by the program and also by the court might lead to longer detention stays. But in general, we actually don't know why the youth were detained in both groups. We don't know the reasons for them, whether they were program violations like breaking curfew or not going to school, or if they were a new arrest after the program end. Um, We also did an exploratory analysis to see if anything else predicted outcomes like recidivism Mm -hmm. and detention days, and we did find some results that weren't that surprising. Females are less likely to be rearrested about one year after the program starts. Youth who flag for any substance abuse are more likely to be rearrested. That's not too surprising. But an interesting thing was that youth who flagged for suicide risks, they were more likely to spend more days in detention, but they were less likely to be rearrested. So that actually gives some support to the fact that more complex mental health needs like suicide ideation might mean that youth will be in detention for longer. It's still an issue.
0: Right. Just because there aren't resources to deal with that. Right. Not
1: immediately. Given even in New York with such a vast network of quality providers, they might not always have the ability to meet the needs of a youth with an emergency issue. So, absolutely. I just provided a very brief overview of the complex model that Quest Futures um, is, but Kelly Henry wrote up a process evaluation and some initial results for the outcome evaluation where she describes thoroughly the planning process for the Quest Futures model. So how the collaborations occurred, what happened in terms of implementation and program launch, and she also wrote six very thoughtful case studies around different youth and their path through the Quest Futures program and the juvenile justice system. So a big plug to Kelly's process evaluation, Kelly Henry, on the Center for Court
0: Innovation website as well. Okay, great. So maybe just as a last takeaway, what are some of the lessons that you can see from some of the findings? Right. Well, the
1: main goal of Quest Futures to reduce recidivism, especially for more serious offending, um, was MET. And so these are findings that give support to collaborative models for specialized diversions and ways to meet youth with mental health needs in the justice system, which is Fantastic. This does add to a small but growing base of evidence around specialized youth diversions. And it's critical because the juvenile justice system is definitely looking at alternatives.
0: Well, it was great speaking with you today. I'm Sarah Schweig, and I've been speaking with researcher Josie Hahn about mental illness and the juvenile justice system. To find out more about the Center for Court Innovation or to download Josie's report, you can visit our website at www.courtinnovation.org. Thanks for listening.